Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus I, declare, I declare my heart is open, my, heart is open. my mind is ready, my mind is ready to, receive to receive with humility your word, your word that can change my life. So I, I declare tonight I will encounter your word and, and my life will never be the same again. The same in the name of Jesus, say, Holy Spirit, grant me wisdom, knowledge, understanding on the path of life so that I may walk in my high place. In the name of Jesus, see every blessing that you have made available for me in Christianity, in Christ, I declare I'll receive them, I'll walk in them, and my life will never be the same again. Declare I'll be the testimony of an enviable Christian in the name of Jesus. I'll be the testimony of one that is born of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Say the work of the Spirit. Spirit, in, my life, in my life shall see full manifestation, see full manifestation in, the in the mighty name of Jesus. Say thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit that, in that in this service you will minister to me, especially and specifically, and my life will be enhanced in Jesus' name. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? Whilst you are doing that, shake somebody beside you and tell the person, God bless you for being in church today. Now, are you doing a shake somebody right now? If you know that those hands, there's nothing in those hands, connect to somebody right now and shake the person's hand and say that God bless you for being in church tonight. Oh, come on. I said shake somebody's hand beside you. Why? Are you enemies in the house of God? Glory to Jesus Christ. Madam, I asked the own person, Obi Sheke, Obi Hallelujah. Okay, shake the person you have shake, shaking, shaking. <laughs> amen and amen. The ones you are shaking the hand, shake the hands again. Tell the person, God bless you. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give Him all the glory. Hallelujah. Tonight, I just want to share with you briefly on a subject uh, that I believe will empower or will help our Christian life. Uh, there's something I realize about God is that everything that He gives us, He makes every necessary resource that must be added to it, He makes it available. And if we can understand the things that He has made available to us, our Christian life will be more enjoyable, our Christian life will be more stable, and we'll be able to fulfill what God has called us to. Let me show you a quick scripture in Philemon chapter number 1, the verse number 6. Of Philemon chapter 1, the verse number 6. 
Paul was speaking to Philemon and he was talking to him about how he can cause his faith to become effective. How he can cause the, the, the grace, the faith that he had received to become effective and effectual. The Bible says that, that the communication of your faith will become what? Effectual. The word effectual means will produce results. Effectual means will be able to attain certain results. So he says that the communication of our faith is supposed to have certain results. It's supposed to present certain outcomes. No wonder Paul will tell Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. This walk of Christianity that we have been brought into is a fight of faith. And there are certain results that we are supposed to attain. Now Paul is telling Philemon over here, glory to Jesus Christ, that the communication or the fellowship or the sharing of our faith can become effectual. And how does it become effectual? He says that by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. By the acknowledging, by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. The word acknowledging over here is from a Greek word uh, which is epignosis. Epignosis is talking about a full knowledge. A full knowledge. A full knowledge. It is, a, a, it is an enhancement of another uh, Greek word, do, which means to, be, uh, to become aware. In other words, our faith becomes more productive when we are full of knowledge. Our faith becomes more powerful when we become aware of the things that God has made available to us and we are able to use them to our advantage. Glory to Jesus Christ. Knowledge and understanding in the things of the Spirit will affect the manifestation in your life. If you lack understanding and you lack insight into what God has made available to you, you will not be able to get the results. Last week we were talking about some of the dangers or some of the enemies of power. And one of them that I mentioned was tradition. Many of us, we, we, some, how many of us were born into a Christian? You were born into a Christian home. Your parents were already, already Christians. So you were born in church. Is anybody like that? Let me see your hand. Oh, lift up your hands. Amen. All right. Those which of us, you were not born into a Christian home. Maybe your parents were Muslims or they were not going to church or they were traditionalists or... <laughs> or they were flying. <laughs> amen and amen. Any of them, thank God that you are saved. If you are not born in a Christian home, let me see your hand. Just give me a wave. Wonderful, wonderful. Laurentia, you don't know whether you are born in a Christian home or not. Eh? Amen. Were you born in a Christian home? Are you sure? So why didn't you lift your hand? Uh, you are denying your parents. Oh, please, give me your mother's number, your father's number, we close. I'll make a crawl. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Wonderful. So, those who are not born in Christian homes are... Uh, the, the, the Christianity is, 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 is different. In fact, sometimes, if you are not careful, their Christianity may be more effective than the ones who were born in Christian home. Why? Because those who were born in a Christian home, we came to learn the Christian things like tradition. For instance, going to church. Come on. <laughs> Some of us, if you don't go to church, you don't eat on that day. So it was something that you have to do. Whether you understood it or not, you have to do it. Now, if you don't come to a point in your life where you have a personal understanding of these things, you realize that the power in Christianity will be devoid in your life. Because now it becomes a religion. 
It becomes a religious practice, a cycle that, or a tradition, a practice that was handed over to you. And the Bible says that Jesus said, you have made the word of God of non-effect through your traditions, which were handed over to you by your fathers. He said, you, I was shocked when I saw that scripture. That means that the word of God can become ineffective. The word of God can come to a place where it is not producing results. It is not that it is not the word of God. It is still the word of God, but it is lacking the power that the word of God is supposed to have. And it is by reason of tradition. By reason of traditions, when the things that you do in Christ just become mere traditional practices, you are if you come to church, you are you are coming to church, not understanding why you are coming to church. You are praying, you don't understand why we are praying. You are reading the Bible. Some of us are reading just so that we can receive a comforting word, but that is beyond. That is not the only reason why we read the Bible. Are you understanding me? We pay our tithes just because we have. That is how our parents brought us up. Our mother said that if you don't pay your tithe, you'll be in trouble. Oh. No, as a Christian, you're supposed to pay your tithe. So we learn some of those things by tradition. Even sometimes, even certain Christian words, like, oh, I'm believing God. I'm believing God. Even words like faith. That's why, uh, I, I, I said maybe you've been in overcoming stage for some time. After now, when they tell you to have faith, you breathe it so that you inflate your chest and have faith. I'm having faith. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. But if you are an overcomer by now when we say our faith, you know, you don't, how many of us have stopped doing that now? How many of us have stopped doing that now? Glory to Jesus Christ. You were in a prayer meeting. Oh, I remember those days when I was, I, had, I was a young believer. I now come to, I was not, that hunger and the love for God was not rising in my heart. Then I'll be sent to prayer meetings and we are praying. Hey, Raka, bo, 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 yeah. And we are praying about it. Hey, and then the prayer will go like, oh, have faith. Pray with faith. Ah, then I'll charge up and I'll pick up. And I have to feel the thing here. Oh, God. <laughs> because <laughs> nobody ever told me what have faith actually meant. And at the end of the day, after all the Yakukotoma, I hope that was the first that it sounded like the one I said before. <laughs> Amen. I'll go and I'll still have nothing, nothing to show for it. And because of this, many of God's children, some of them, as, as we grow up and we become exposed to education, and then you meet certain friends who said, you have to be a free thinker. Analyze everything critically. Don't just accept anything. So you, you begin to examine your life and you're like, it's true. I've been praying all these years. I've been to church all these years. And I'm not seeing any difference in my life. Maybe this thing is not as true as they are saying. This thing is not as, uh, it's not as real as they are describing it to me. And then all of a sudden, it's, ah, my eyes are open. I'm woke. I've never heard about the woke generation. I'm woke. Now I'm enlightened. Look, I'm not like those stupid Christians or my parents who did not have enough education, so they accept and soon you begin to say, Christianity is a white man's religion. <laughs> the white man's religion. The white man's religion. Do you know that even before the Europeans came to uh, uh, Ghana and to Africa with Christianity, Christianity was already in Africa. How many of us need that? How many of us need that? Many people think that it is the white man that brought Christianity to Africa, but no. No, no, Christianity was in Africa before even the white man came. If you study some of the missionary trips of the, of, of the disciples or of the apostles, you realize that some of them even came to Africa. 
And then if you look at the encounter that Philip the evangelist had with the Ethiopian Enoch, the man got born again before Philip was carried away by the Spirit again. Praise God. So if he got born again, he came to Africa. Ethiopia was in Africa. It's right? still in Africa. The other day I was trying to move it, but it didn't move. So it's still in Africa. Hallelujah. And so when he came, he came to convert the queen at that time and the people of his time. So Christianity is not the white man's religion. Hallelujah. It is God who brought Christianity to Africa. Amen and amen. So don't let anybody go and deceive you on social media and say that they brought the Bible to come and deceive, deceive Africans. So that, listen, there were colonial leaders or the colonial masters, they had their agenda. It was political and they came to run it. But it was not with Christianity. Listen, many people don't know that the early missionaries, many of them died on African soil. How can you be saying that you are running a political agenda and then people are dying and then more are coming in? No. It is a fallacy. A fallacy, a deception that the devil wants us to eat swallow and then before long you realize that because you never grew in understanding of your faith you become confused and become you become shaky and at one point in time or the other you say that no as for me i'm i i i some even go to the point that me i'm spiritual being spiritual doesn't doesn't mean going to church (laughs) amen and amen i don't know why i'm going into those areas like that i'm here to talk about a different matter Praise God forevermore. But then, when you lack understanding on the basic precepts of Christianity, at one point in time or the other, the devil will try to confuse you. The devil will try to confuse you. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, when we come for meetings like this, everybody listen with rapt attention. Get your Bibles. Get your notebooks. When we are reading the scriptures, try to understand why we are using those scriptures to buttress certain points. Are you understanding me? Try to flow along. What you don't understand, take note of. When you go home, go and study. Do further studies. When you have done further studies and you still don't get it, come back, say, Pastor, I, 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 I want to book an appointment with you. Or meet one of the pastors or somebody with an elder brother in the faith. We are losing some of those things as Christians. Now when we meet all the time, what we are talking about is our problems. No, but the church is supposed to be the foundation, the pillar of truth. So the most discussion that we have should be on the word of God. The greater, the greater amount of discussions that Christians should have shouldn't be about their problems. You meet two Christian ladies who are married and they are talking about each other's husbands. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. And when it's service time, they hallelujah. When they close the ground, let me catch you. Glory to Jesus Christ. But no, when Christians meet, we should discuss the word of God. We should discuss the word of God. Now when we meet, we don't even know what to... We do. The reason why we don't visit each other is because when we go and visit, we don't know what to talk about. Because the person has not really been the... It's not your gossip partner. Your gossip partner, you know what to talk about. But the other one who is just... Uh, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are visiting that person for discipleship reason. <laughs> John 16. After that, praise uh, God forevermore. But see, we have to go back to the foundations of faith. We have to go back to the Bible Christianity. 
When Christians meet, we should discuss the word of God. We should discuss the word of God. I saw something in the Bible the other day. I want to share it with you. What do you think this means? And then the discussion starts flowing. Now, when a person doesn't read the Bible, the person will find you annoying. Amen. Some people don't even know that Nehum is in the Bible. Hallelujah. It is, in, it is somewhere between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It has a, a testament on its own. <laughs> Give a clap of offering to Jesus Christ. We must go back to discuss the word of God. Hallelujah. So when Kate meets Joseph, and they are, maybe they are walking to the bus stop together, Kate should be saying, that, hey, the other day I saw a scripture in Habakkuk chapter number 9. All of a sudden, Joseph said, I see who you are. Habakkuk doesn't have any chapter 9. He says, scratching the head. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's go back to the word. Tell somebody, go back to the word. Tell somebody, go back to the word. We need to go back to that kind of Christianity. Praise God forevermore. Our discussions shouldn't just be about personal problems that we are going through. And you know the amazing thing. If we spend a lot of time with the word of God, the personal problems will start going down. Do you know why? Because in most of our discussions, we discover answers to the questions that we have been asking each other. Because the word of God has answers to every problem in the world. Somebody celebrate the Lord. You know, those who came to church are on this side. The rest of them, they didn't really come to church. Glory to Jesus Christ. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. Alright, so, let's go quickly back into the scriptures. Philemon chapter 1, the verse number 6. Paul was telling Philemon how his faith can produce results. I prophesy to you that this year your faith will produce results. Listen, the things that the scriptures tell us, they are true. But our problem is our inability to materialize those things to bring them or to use the word of God to work the word to produce the results the Bible tells us about a gift known as the working of miracles we need to learn how to use God's word we need to learn how to handle God's word we need to learn how to let the word of God produce the mandate that it has been sent into our life do you know that God sends his word to produce a result in your life before we come back to Philemon, let's go back to let's go to Isaiah chapter number fifty-five. Isaiah chapter number fifty-five. Let's take it from the verse number ten to the verse number eleven. And I want you to understand something. That means that every word that I'm going to share with you right now, God is sending it on an assignment. Look, He said, "For as the rain cometh down, so the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither." Now. That I'm not. This is not the baby's paracetamol syrup tida. No, amen. This is old King James English. tida now be baby. Oh, No, this is old King James English. Hallelujah. Now some people don't even know that tida at all. Auntie Mary. I there's another one. Some Mary something. Auntie Mary was baby gripe water. Yeah, so Tita and Auntie Mary baby gripe, they are in the same family. The Bible says that for us, the rain, thank you, New King James, so that we help everybody over here. Amen. So God's work comes to produce a result in your life. He said, for as the rain comes down, it's sounding better now, 
and the snow from heaven. So, two things are coming from heaven. What are they? Rain and what? Snow. And said that, and they do not return there. In other words, they don't go back to heaven, but they water the earth. So what is the assignment of the rain and the snow? To water the earth. So the rain is, and the snow are not coming down just because of uh, climatic changes. It is because they have been sent to do something. And they have been sent to water the earth. And when they water the earth, what happens to the earth? And make it to do what? Bring forth and bath. So in other words, when the rain and the snow, the, the, the water from the rain and the snow, they hit the earth, they cause the earth to bring forth. They cause the earth to be fruitful. And they cause the earth to be able to come out with certain what? Results and certain produce. He said that it may give what? Seed to the sower. And then what? Bread to the eater. So, did you see the process? The snow and the rain, they come. And they come to water the earth. They come to prepare the earth. And when they have had their impact upon the earth, they cause the earth to produce certain substances. Now, the produce are supposed to be valuable to two groups of people, the sower and the eater. So, in life, there are always two groups of people, sowers and eaters, producers and then consumers. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Glory to Jesus. Now, this is telling us something. Whatever value you get from God's word, the what follows also depends on you. When a consumer eats, that is the end. When a sower sows, he now receives a multiplication of whatever he has received. Somebody will understand this tomorrow. So, God's word is coming to you. And it is supposed to produce a result in your life. Is it? So, for instance, somebody will hear this word and then he will decide that, okay, I'm also going to sow the word in the life of my sister who didn't make it to church. What has that person become? The person is just a, is, is, has now become a sower. It's now using the word. And that person just receives it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I receive my miracle. That's also a blessing. But then you have just become an eater. You have just become an eater. That's how God's blessings are. It's just, all of this is uh, it's all the principle of seed time and harvest. All of it is over there. Now, let's go back. He said that, so, now when you use the word so at the beginning of a sentence, it means that you are connecting to a certain line of thought that you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are presenting earlier. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. In other words, he's saying that just like the rain and the snow come from heaven, my word that comes from my mouth also is coming from heaven to produce a result. He said, just like the rain, he said, it shall not return to me void. So just like the rain and the snow will not return back to heaven void, the word of God is sent to us to perform an assignment in the life of everyone that hears the word. But it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing which I sent it to. Oh my God. I wish somebody would understand this thing over here. So you begin to understand why Jesus said that man shall not live by what bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Did he not talk about the word that comes out of his mouth? Meaning, whenever God is releasing a word out of his mouth, the word is sent on an assignment to give life. 
to whoever is a recipient of the word and to produce certain results. Now, when the word of God talks about healing, it's sent to release healing and health in the life of the one who received the word. That is why sometimes we can be hearing the word and people end up getting healed. During the healing school just last month, uh, the Spirit of God gave me a very simple instruction. When I came, we prayed, worshipped a little, and then I went into the Word. How many of us were here doing healing school? It was a beautiful session. Uh, uh, several people who had come who had been diagnosed of stroke conditions, people with waist pains, people with back pains, diseases that had been in their bodies for several years, some several months, some several weeks. And as I shared the Word of God with them, when I was done, about 15 minutes of teaching the word then i said let's all be let's all begin to pray let's all begin to pray in just about five to ten minutes the spirit of god just started moving and all of a sudden people with stroke started running up and down in this place what was that the word of god had going to produce a result an assignment of god's word so when you are hearing god's word ask yourself what is the assignment why is this word being sent to me when we begin to understand these things, we will come to church. And some of us, the word can be sent to produce prosperity to, in our lives. So, I remember many years ago, I, was, uh, I didn't have money. And I was dependent on my parents then. Usually, they would send me about 10 or 20 Ghana cities uh, every week or every two weeks. If, I, if I, my, my angels don't work very well, it comes every three weeks. Amen and amen. It was not an, a joke in those days. But... I was having my quiet time on a Saturday morning and I was loaded in abundance. My wallet was full to overflow. Oh my God, it was even tearing the wallet. The money was too much. My God, my God, my God. So, as I was just meditating on the word, all of a sudden, something dropped in my spirit that you are, you are going to receive money. I was surprised because me, the kind of life that I was living back then, nobody dashes me anything. Like, I don't know whether there's somebody like that over here. Sakura, Obian Church. The way like somebody said, hey, me will forbid share me, no mommy, 500 Ghana. <laughs> you, even the dream, they don't give it to you. <laughs> Not to talk about physical. Glory to Jesus. I, that was my life. Nobody blesses me with anything. Nobody, I, I only hear about it happening to so, And people say, that, oh, I saw money on the floor. Me, oh my God. <laughs> I, I was not experiencing those things. So, but then as I was meditating on the word, the word ministered to me to that effect. You know what happened? Just after I finished my quiet time, those days I used to have my quiet time for three hours. I'll be meditating on the word of God. I'll be soaking the word and I'll be checking scriptures and references. Three, three hours, four hours. When I come out, you see me smiling from tea to tea as though I've been to uh, Bahamas. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, from cheek to cheek, I'm just smiling like that because, you see, the word of God is sweet. Oh, he said it's sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. When you begin to it, it get into the word, you know that the sweetness I'm talking about. There's some honey and some sweetness in the word of God. When you enter into the word like that, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Just as I was coming off the bed, my phone began to ring. And a, a, a friend who had been my roommate uh, in the previous year, he was calling. And then he called me by the usual name that he had been calling me. Amen and amen. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. 
I thought you came to church. I can see I have to move you to this side of the auditorium. Hallelujah. So he called me. He said, Oh, I see you keep on. So I said, Oh, you're not so bad. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I said, No, they report. Oh, incidentally, you were just passing by that place. He said, When he got there, all of a sudden he remembered me. My name just dropped in his head. He said, I should meet him briefly. When I met him, we didn't even talk for up to five minutes. He just shook my hand. And the handshake was a beautiful handshake. It's for the first time somebody had given me a nice handshake. And it was what? Because the word of God was sent to give money to me at that instant. And that money manifested. How we together? So God's word has a supernatural component and is able to produce results. So that is why it is worrying when Jesus said, You have made the word of God of non effect. In other words, that spiritual, supernatural component in the Word that is supposed to minister to you, that component is lost. And the Bible says, the letter killeth. So the Word of God can just be mere letter. It can be just mere sound or mere words that are written in the book. But that kills. That was a problem that was worry. That was what was a problem to the Israelites. The word was just mere letter to them. So it became grievous commandments. Ah, God, I said, And now I see a giant, you know, I say, Don't go here, don't do this. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt. What is all, all these commandments? So the word became just mere letters. But there was a spirit behind them. And that was what David discovered. He said, Ah, I, how I love thy law. They are my meditations all the day long. See, David had a different encounter with the commandment that was killing others. The same commandment that was causing death was bringing life to another person. Because the revelation was different. The revelation was different. Glory to Jesus Christ. When you get the word, seek for the spirit behind the word. He said the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The spirit gives life. So that tells you that there are two dimensions of God's word. The letter component and the spirit component. The life is in the spirit. The life is in the spirit. The life is in the spirit. Jesus asked the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were opposing him back in those days. He said, I'm speaking to you in the, your own language. So why is it that you don't, you don't hear my words? Why is it that you don't understand what he was talking about? Was that was, he was saying that I'm speaking words in your language, but yet you don't get the words. So you can see I'm speaking. But there are some who the thing will not make meaning to you. You see, one person in, in church hears the word like, mm. and then I go to. And it's on the feet. It's on the What is N and S? Are you understanding me? So if you are even into computer programming, and or they mean something. <laughs> but for me, what is N and O? When you, when you put them into a search engine, they produce certain results. Programming language. You see, they are, to me, they are mere words. To a computer programmer, they are means to get to an end. You must get to that place where the word of God takes you to a certain end. And it's not just mere letter or sounds to you. It is the spirit that gives life. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. They are spirits and they are life. When you enter into the word of God, there's life there for you. 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but he shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let the word of God come to you richly. And let that word dwell in you richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Glory to Jesus Christ. Mm. So, God's word is sent on an assignment. And it's supposed to produce a certain result. Now, Philemon 1 verse 6. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. We'll get there. Philemon 1 6. Paul said that, that the communication of your faith. I meditated on this scripture for about five years because I still felt I, I have not gotten to the depth of it. After now, I still don't think I've gotten there yet. He said that the communication of your faith may become result producing by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. There are things that in Christ have been given to us that when we are able to acknowledge and walk in inside of them, they will make our faith effective. They will cause our faith to produce the right results. They will cause the things that we do, we hear, we say, and we practice to have the right impact in our lives. For instance, we talk about tithing. I, I use some of those things because those are the most common things. It is one of the Christian practices. But you see, if you don't have sound insight into that word, it will not be effectual. It is a practice of faith, but your faith is not producing results. Your faith is not working. We talk about confessions. Somebody said, and when I got it, I declared, and the thing happened. You, 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 are, you, are, you are confused because you, you, are, you are making declarations. And it's as though the more you declare, the worse the problem became. Uh, the, uh, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. I have a good heritage. Hey, good things are coming my way. Good things are coming my way. And then you did that during night fire. After night fire, you were so charged. You were still going on. And when you went to rest, that's the night you had the worst kind of dream. That day, the cockroach was standing up on another cockroach. was standing up on another cockroach. And they were all coming after you. <laughs> What's going on happening? And when you woke up to your favorite slippers, as soon as you wore it, it got on. Ah! <laughs> what is all this? What is all this? I think I'm cursed. <laughs> this blessing, I think I'm cursed. And they say, Papa, I need serious prayer. I remember that someone called me and said, Papa, this prayer, I need, I need you to pray this prayer. I need to pray serious prayer. And I'm saying, I have to all the prayer I've been praying for you. <laughs> They were not serious. I say, I have to be nice. Amen and amen. I try not to be nice sometimes. People they nearly beat me up. So I have to try to be nice. Amen and amen. It is because the person is not getting the results of the word. Now, I pray God will change some things in your life. In the name of Jesus. Wow. This foundation is too much. Let's, um, I want to talk to you about tongue speaking today. I want to talk to you about tongue speaking today. The power of tongue speaking. Tongue speaking is one of the things that God has given us in Christ. It has, I read a book and the writer said, outrageous benefits. Outrageous benefits. When we begin to understand the value and the power of tongue speaking, you spend more time praying in tongues than praying in understanding. Paul said, I'll pray in the spirit and I'll pray in the understanding also. Now, <laughs> have you realized that when somebody is Describe and say that you cry. <laughs> How do you feel? Is it, uh, I said, uh, 
everybody and then say, ah, kids are crampoo. You see, that is, it means that it's, the, the sentiment almost is as though Kezia of uh, uh, lower importance than what you are referring to. So Kezia is also. The Bible, Paul said, I'll pray with my spirit and I'll pray with my understanding also. I'll sing with my spirit and I'll sing with my understanding also. Which one is the also? Is it the understanding or the spirit? The understanding. So, when you hear people saying that, oh, no, you have to speak more in your understanding when you are praying, pray more in your understanding than praying in the Spirit. They have turned what Paul said upside down. And Paul was the one that said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, this is my boast. He said, if I have anything to boast about, my boast is that I speak in other tongues more than you all. More than you all. That meant that this man has an understanding that we may be lacking. When we begin to understand the glory in tongue speaking, the glory of the Christian shall be made manifest. Mark chapter 16, the verse number 17. The Bible said, these signs will follow them that believe. In other words, there are certain evidences that are supposed to follow those who believe. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. That means that they will cast out demons. And then the second thing in our verse, he says that it's supposed to follow those who believe is that they will do what? Speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. So it means that once you are a believer, tongue speaking is available for you. And it is one of the signs that differentiates you from the unbelieving one. It is one of the evidences that God has given markedly to those who believe so that they'll be differentiated from those who don't believe. There are two categories of people in this world, those who believe and those who don't believe, unbelievers and believers. Either you are a believer or you are an unbeliever. Now, God is saying that there are signs that are supposed to follow those who believe. Number one sign, in the name of Jesus, they'll cast out demons. So, you see, those cockroaches, you shouldn't be afraid of them. You can rebuke them and they'll have to go because you are supposed to be able to do it as a believer. And then it says, they shall speak with new tongues. Let me come make a, bit, a bit local. New tongues. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, tongue speaking is one of the graces that God has made available to every believer. So, for my position, every Christian must speak in tongues. Every Christian must speak in tongues. Every Christian must speak in tongues. God will not give you something that is not important. God will not tell you to speak in tongues if he didn't think it's important. No. And when you, as we go through the study, you understand that God has a reason for that. What is tongue speaking? It's a supernatural God-giving gift. It's an ability that God has made available to every believer. In the Greek, it's known as glossolalia. G-L-O-S-S-O. L-A-L-I-A, glossolalia, tongue speaking, glossolalia, glosso is tongues, lalia is speaking, tongue speaking, or speaking in tongues, that is how the Greek derivative is. It is, what is tongue speaking? It is a supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to speak in a language that has not been taught, nor native to the speaker. Now, if you are a Ghanaian, or let me make it, let me see, you are a fancy. 
Oh, I, have, I have met too many fake fancies. They don't even know how to speak. And come to Ghana, you only know how to speak. If you are gone, <laughs> glory to Jesus. And you grew up in a Ghana area. It's a native. You learn it. You, you, can, you don't need to be able to spell it. Most people who speak Ghana cannot even write Ghana. But then they have, it, it's, a, it's a native language. Are you understanding me? So you learn it by reason of nativity. So I'm just trying to let you understand how people learn languages. And then there are those who learn that in school. They are the ones who say, oh, <laughs> me, me, oh, why is it not coming? <laughs> they, 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 they put all the syllables there. Uh, me, me humble. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Those who learn it on the street, you see that booga booga. He humble. Uh, but those who learn it in school, they will add a me in front of them. Because they, they learn it syllabic, phonetic. Phonolabic, every phonetic must be over there. So you can learn language in two ways. Either by it being your nativity or it is being taught by somebody else or in a school or an institution. Praise God forevermore. Some of us, some of us can speak French very well. <laughs> Not because we are like Joseph. Joseph, he didn't learn it was his native language. Uh, where is Julie? It's a native language. But some of us, amen. Le pantalon, uh, le tableau, uh, le crayon, le corps. Do you know what le corps is? Uh, that is the only one you know. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. You never go pull a strong one. You see that you don't know. Is uh, it je t'adore? Can I come from Paris? Oh no. Uh, uh, mademoiselle, très très belle. Uh, tu comprends? Uh, you see, I said something that ladies like, so she see that she's clapping. Uh, so somebody said, I said, which I didn't bella. Uh, pardon? Bella? <laughs> so somebody, I just said bella. <laughs> But to the woman and son language, I said, you are very beautiful. Uh, please go and write it down. When you, are, when you meet her, you can use it on her. Glory to Jesus Christ. Uh, mademoiselle. Aujourd'hui. <laughs> All these things I learned it from school. <laughs> and then there are those who... All their friends are like steam. When they finish school, it just came out of their head. <laughs> they are forgotten. They are forgotten everything. Steam. I Hey, I remember. Oh God, God help us! This stupid was past and forget spirit. May God deliver us from it. Hey, I was criticizing my lecturers in school that these people. They don't prepare us for the job market. They don't teach us the right thing. Because I was on the, I was on the, I was now in the working field, and so I was having to learn a lot of things. I'm like, look at these relevant things, relevant things to the, to our, to our academics and to our practice. They don't teach us practical things. Oh, so after I've tried them for, it's a French word. Uh, I've, I've spoken my mind to them. One day, I, I was having to move some old stuff. And then I found some of my old lecture handouts. And the thing that I was 
All of them were there. Every single law, every single act that was said that they don't teach us. It was all, and I circled and underlined some of them. <laughs> so what are the problems? Two, four, pass, forget. May God deliver you all. The way you are laughing, I can see that you are, you are part of them. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Please, this is not a preaching. You push it. Tell so God go back to the preaching. Glory to Jesus. So, I'm teaching you about tongue speaking. So, there are two ways you can learn a language. Either by it being your native language or it is by you learning in school. But tongue speaking is different. Tongue speaking is a supernatural ability that the Holy Ghost imparts. And it causes you to speak in a language that you have not been taught. So, if you meet anybody who tells you that, come to the school of tongue speaking. And then, so, ah, you start with ah, ah. Ah, ah, abba, abba. So when you want to move, I say, abba, abba, abba. <laughs> Please, that person is a liar. Amen. That person is what? A liar. No, you, it cannot be learned. Praise the Lord. So tongue speaking cannot be learned. And it can also not be earned. It cannot be earned. It's not something that you can pay. So you can say, oh, pastor, ah, I want you to give me the grace to speak in tongues. So I brought 5,000 Ghana cities. Glory to Jesus Christ. Out, out. <laughs> Please try. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'll say, oh, hallelujah. Yes, you, you, you know what to do. I've done very well. Come. Me, I'm not Peter. Peter said, go away with that. Your money perish with you. <laughs> Me, my name is Ebenezer. <laughs> so, from that example already, you know that it cannot be end. Because when Peter and James came and were laying hands on the believers in Samaria, after Philip had preached to them and they got born again, you see, the demons had been cast out, they were saved, they were filled with joy, but they were not speaking in tongues. And that's the case of many of God's children's children today. Many of us, some are saved, by God's grace and overcoming the percentage is lower. We don't usually have that too much. Uh, many are saved, but they are not yet speaking in tongues. They have not yet had that experience. In Acts chapter 19, you see Paul encountering some believers in Ephesus. And they, after he had been with them for some time, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit? You see how, listen to this, have you received the Holy Spirit after you believed? And they said, what is the Holy Spirit? We have not heard of any such a thing known as even the Holy Spirit. So he asked them that, after what baptism were you baptized? They said, after the baptism of John the Baptist. So now Paul goes and begins to explain the gospel to them and let them know that they have been missing out on something big. Missing out on something glorious. An encounter with the Holy Ghost. The Bible after he had shared that message with them, he laid hands on them and they were filled with the Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues. How did Paul know to question them that have they encountered the Holy Spirit? It's because he was with them for some time and they were not speaking in tongues. They were not speaking in tongues. So their faith was not producing certain dimensions of the supernatural. And he knew that, no, these people have not encountered the Holy Ghost. When you encounter the Holy Ghost of the truth, really and truly, there are certain evidences that must be seen in your life. And that is why we need to appreciate and understand the subjects of tongue speaking. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Now, this language, this supernatural language, can either be an earthly language, or it can be a heavenly language. Either an earthly language or a heavenly language. In the book of Acts chapter number 2. 
The Bible tells us about how on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit had come upon the believers, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. The Bible tells us in the verse number uh, 7, the Bible that they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? In other words, they are not from our country. Are they not Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? So the tongues that they were speaking over there was in an earthly language. The other day I was uh, uh, I had invited a certain man of God for a program when I was on campus. And whilst we were praying, I was speaking in tongues. That day I realized that my tongues were, were uh, strange, a uh, bit strange. So when we, when we closed, he asked me, have I been to Russia before? I said... <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, <laughs> I've not yet seen the border of Ghana after that time. Amen and amen. Now, Russia. He said, No. As we're speaking in tongues, I was speaking in pure Russian. I was like, then I, I was like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I turned the curve, I said, Wow. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. You know, I have to carry myself like some, because I invited him. So I have to carry myself like some man of God. <laughs> another level. Glory to Jesus Christ. I read about a certain um, uh, African missionary and he and his family were in Africa doing the work of God. So in one service, there was an African man who had come into the service. And while they were praying, all of a sudden this African man came and entered into deep conviction, started weeping and crying and gave his life to Christ. What was the story behind the conviction? He said the daughter of the missionary was actually telling him of the crime that he had committed. He had murdered somebody in secret. And the girl was speaking to him in their, his language, in local language, telling him all the things, that the, the, the crime, the, the murder he had committed, how he did it, and how he had to give his life to Jesus Christ. So the guy gave his life to Christ, and then he turned himself in. The Holy Spirit used the channel of tongue speaking. The girl didn't even know what she was doing. She didn't know that God was using the gift of tongue speaking to minister to that brother like that. That man became born again through the power of tongue speaking. Through the power of tongue speaking. Listen, tongue speaking is a great gift that God has given unto us. Glory to Jesus. But is every tongue an earthly language? No. No. There are tongues which are heavenly languages. The Bible tells us we speak in the tongues of men and of angels. First Corinthians chapter number 13. First Corinthians chapter number 13. Let's look at it quickly. Uh, I think the verse number 2. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So, and, uh, and do I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I, and do, and, and do I have faith so that I could remove mountains. I have no charity. I have nothing. Let's go to the verse 3. Huh? He said, do I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned, so I have no love, it profits me nothing. So for not you know. Go to verse 4. Glory to Jesus. Okay, go to verse number 1. <laughs> go back to the verse number 1. So, in the verse number 1, it said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of what? Angels. So, it can be a heavenly language. That's why I know that when you speak in tongues, one of the greatest benefits is that you command your angels to begin to work. God, they, are, they hear the language that you are speaking, and they begin to function according to it. So, it's a language that can have earthly connotation and also heavenly impacts. 
I've already told you that it's not learned, neither is it end. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 47. Paul was preaching to the family of Cornelius, and the Spirit of God came upon them. The Spirit of God came upon them. Peter was preaching, sorry. Peter, the Bible says in verse 44, while Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Look at the verse number 45. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. And what was the gift? They were speaking in tongues. Let's go to the next verse. You see, they were speaking in other tongues. That's how they recognized that the gift of the Holy Spirit had come upon them. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, why should we deny them of water baptism, whom the Holy God has not denied of the Holy Ghost baptism? Glory to Jesus Christ. So they did not earn it. Because according to them, they were Gentiles. And so they were not the chosen people of God. So the gift of the Holy Spirit is not earned. Maybe somebody's here, and the reason why you can open up to speak in tongues is because you think that you are a sinner. You are a bad person. You have done certain things. I've had people like that many, some years back as I was ministering to them. The Holy Ghost told me that the person is feeling, she's feeling so convicted. She thinks she's such a bad person. So even though the gift is there, she's not able to open up her mouth. As soon as I ministered to her, without even laying hands on her, she began to speak in other tongues. Sometimes that uh, feeling of condemnation of guilt and guilt can stop you from flowing in the spirit. But today, let every hindrance be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. So, it is tongue speaking is received and operated by faith. Actually, faith is a connector to every promise in the kingdom. It is by faith that we are saved. Everything in the kingdom is by faith. Mark chapter 16 verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. They will speak in new tongues. So your faith is what causes you to be able to receive the gifts of tongue speaking and also to continue in speaking of it. So it is received and operated by, tongue, by, by faith. Now, there are two types of tongue speaking. There are two types of tongue speaking. First of all, there is a sign of tongue speaking and there is the gift of tongue speaking. If you notice I've been saying gift, I'm, I'm using it liberally. But then if we are going to go into... Uh, technicalities, there is a gift of tongue speaking, and there's a sign of tongue speaking. Going back to Mark chapter 16 again, it says that these signs that follow them that believe. So over there, tongue speaking is being used as a sign. Something that is supposed to differentiate believers from non-believers. Something that is supposed to become a testimony of what God is doing in the earth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 21 and 22, he said, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto these people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, fear the Lord. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying seven not for them that believe not, but for them that believe. I, 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 I will not be able to go into the depth of it over today, all of the time. But tongue speaking is he said, with men of other lips, other tongues. He said, I'm going to produce a sign in a day and a time to come. He was actually quoting from Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. He said that with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to his people? Isaiah 33, verse 18. said, thy heart shall meditate terror. Where is, where is the scribe? Where is the receiver? Where is he that counted the, the towers? He said, thou shalt not see a fierce people. A people of a deeper speech than thou canst perceive 
of a stammering tongue that, that thou cannot understand. So, in the Old Testament, you see God tell, giving them a prophetic word. That a time is going to come, I'm going to use a strange way to communicate to my children. As a sign to them that I am saying something in their day and their time. And so he gave them the gift of tongue speaking. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 is making reference to that to let them know that it is a fulfillment of that prophecy in Isaiah. So tongue speaking is actually prophecy that is manifesting. God spoke about it in the Old Testament when there was nothing like tongue speaking, telling them that a time is going to come, I am going to touch the mouth and the tongues of men, and they are going to speak in languages that they have never been schooled in. It's going to be a supernatural manifestation. Why? Because I want to show them that I am the living God, and I'm still speaking in their day and their time. So there is a sign, and that is what every Christian receives. So every Christian is given the opportunity to manifest the evidence, the sign of tongue speaking. Is given the opportunity to manifest that tongue speaking as a sign, as a sign. So when, whenever you are speaking in tongues, one, you are showing the evidence that you are a believer. Number two, you are showing the unbeliever that there's something different that they need to pay attention to. So you become a voice to the unbeliever. Why do you think that they make mockery of our tongues like that? If it was not something that was valuable, do not make mockery of it. Do not make mockery of it. So it is a sign. It is a sign. So that one is available to every Christian. Every Christian. But tongue speaking also is mentioned as a gift. In First Corinthians chapter number 12. In verse number 1 it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorant. So, you can be ignorant about spiritual gifts. And in fact, the Greek word over there, that is translated in those two words, new, uh, spiritual gifts is actually one word. It's from the Greek word pneumatikos. It means that concerning spiritual things, I don't want you to be ignorant. You can't be ignorant about spiritual things. Listen, spiritual things are important. When you talk about tongue speaking, prophecy, prophetic directions, the supernatural component of our faith, it is important. Don't say that, oh, what's for me, media? Oh, I mean, I'll just read my Bible and pray, and then I'll go to church. This other part of the Christianity, you let me leave it for the others. No, he says that concerning spiritual manifestations, healings. Prophecy. But when you go down in context, you realize that it starts talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit that we know. The gifts of utterance, tongue speaking, prophecy, interpretation of tongues, the gifts of power, ability to do, healing, working on miracles, the gifts of faith, and then the gifts of revelation, descending of spirits, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. So, nine over there, categorized into three groups. He said, these things are manifestations of the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you. Listen, that thing that you feel, when we begin to pray, and that, that fire that passes through us, he's saying that it is real, and that's one that's become ignorant. There's somebody who has been to church all their life, and they've never felt a heat of the Holy Spirit. They've never felt their hands shaking or any vibration in the Holy Spirit. They've never felt something stirring up in the abdomen like, whoa, this is powerful. It's a, there is a dimension of spirituality you, are not, you, have, not, you have not entered. It's a concerning spiritual things, pneumaticals, the gifts, the manifestations. I will not have you ignorance. 
in the verse number 7. He calls it the manifestation of the Spirit. So, there's a dimension. I don't know whether I'm going too fast now. Is it okay? Is it okay? There is a dimension in the Spirit. You see, the first one I spoke about was a sign. That one, every believer has it. But now, as you grow deeper in the Spirit, there are some evidences that if the Holy Spirit is inside you and is activated, will show forth. How am I able to look at somebody and then I'll tell you that, ah, I'll tell you the problem that you are going through and you have never told me about it. It is weird. Right? But it's supernatural. It is a manifestation of the spirit within. How can I lay hands on somebody and then the person falls? Ah. And, and so some people who don't believe say that they are pushing people. They are pushing people. And so me too, I say, I'll continue pushing. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. I'm cheeky like that. <laughs> Praise God. Ah. They say they are pushing people, but there is no pushing. Because sometimes, I remember there was a day I was ministering in one church, in uh, an Assemblies of God church in Article, and were deeply in prayer, and the Spirit of God moved me from the altar. And as I was walking, there was one lady, her eyes were shut close. I was, and as I moved towards her, as soon as I stood in front of her, I had not even touched her, she started falling backwards. Not only her, several other people. Why? There was a spiritual there are times when I move by past people and even my shadow passes on them. They begin to have a certain experience. Are you understanding me? These are all spiritual things. And one of them is a gift called the gift of tongue speaking. Now, those manifestations, the first one are for us individually, for our own edification. But the, the gift component is actually for others. That is why you can have somebody who is a healing minister. He can pray for others to be sick, but he himself may be sick himself. When he's praying and ministering to others for them to receive healing, it is a gift and the gift is given for others. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the prophet of all. The prophet of others. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 7. It's given for the prophet of others. Now, tongue speaking as a sign can give you personal education. But tongue speaking as a gift is a prophecy to other people. Are we together? So that's why the Bible says that when we gather together and there is a gift of tongue speaking, if there's no interpretation, let the person keep quiet because what he's saying, nobody will understand. But then, if he can interpret, when he has the interpretation, it becomes prophecy. And prophecy comes to edify the church. comes to build up the church. So, two dimensions or two manifestations of tongue speaking. Number one, as a sign. And number two, as what? Come on, talk to me as what? Wonderful. Let me end off this with, with, in the next three to five minutes. What are the benefits of tongue speaking? There are too many. I'm going to pick and choose because of my time. Number one. It is a supernatural means of communicating in the Spirit. And we speak the mysteries of the Spirit and of the kingdom. First Corinthians chapter 14, the verse number 2. God wants us to communicate. Let me not go there. It will take me too far off. I will have to go somewhere and then come back. So let me just jump. That right. I won't go there. First Corinthians 14, verse 2. said, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, 
But who does it speak to? Come on, let's read it together. Who does it speak to? <laughs> For no one understands him. However, what? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Right? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. That is why when we are speaking in tongues, nobody understands. Let me start praying. How can you be speaking to God and you are using only one word? It's because you don't understand mysteries. In the spirit, one word can mean a lot. That's why we don't have the gift of translation of tongues, but interpretation of tongues. So, do you know sometimes one proverb, you can interpret it in one page. Because the interpretation may be deeper than the statements. So, he's saying that when we speak in tongues, we are speaking to God, not to men. So, you can communicate directly to God. The reason why sometimes we don't have answers to prayer is because we are speaking our mind. We are speaking in the understanding of men. And that may not be what we are supposed to be praying about at that point. But when you pray in other tongues, our mind is not working. It is our spirit that is working. When I was uh, preparing to uh, come and teach today, I was doing a little research. And I realized that there have been experiments that have been done concerning tongue speaking. And they used MRIs and various scans to scan the brain as people were speaking in tongues. They realized that whenever people are speaking in tongues, they're... Uh, the emotional part and as another part of the brain is very active, but the cognitive part, that is the part that has to do with understanding, is inactive. So tongue speaking is, does not play on the part of your brain that understands language. When we speak in an tongue, we speak not to men, but we speak unto God. Hallelujah. Understanding is there by the Spirit, in the Spirit. I said, in the spirit, we are speaking high things. High things. Glorious things concerning our lives. Concerning the world. Concerning the kingdom. Ah, oh my God. Look, that, the Bible says, we speak wisdom among the mature. We speak wisdom among the mature. When children are speaking, you hear them speaking. When adults are speaking, you hear them speaking. The adults speak mature things. They speak wise things. Glory to Jesus Christ. Tongue speaking affords an opportunity where even your mind has not grown to, your spirit can still communicate it and you release it as you speak in other tongues. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Now, I'm moving very quickly. There are more, a, a deeper meaning, but then I'll, let me go on. Maybe I'll continue another time. Number two, benefit of tongue speaking is a means of self-edification. You can build your own self up. The word edify means to build up. It's a means of self-edification. Jude one twenty said, "By you, beloved, building your, up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost." In other words, making progress. Give me the amplified version of that scripture. Jude one twenty. So, by you, beloved, build up yourselves, founded on the most on your most holy faith. Make progress. <laughs> Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You can make progress. As you speak in tongues, you are making progress. As you speak in tongues, you are building yourself up. As you speak in tongues, he says that you are rising higher and higher and higher. There are heights you can only attain when you speak in tongues. When you are able to pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost is praying in tongues. Praying in the Spirit. 
praying in the spirit. Glory to Jesus. So tongue speaking is a means of what? Self-edification. Number three, it reminds us of the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost. If you are not conscious of God within, you can do anything. You can make a lot of messes. But when you know God is inside you, it gives you assurance. No matter what you are going through, Acts chapter 2 verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. So they were all filled. The Holy Spirit came to indwell them. When you speak in other tongues, you are reminded that there is somebody inside you who is able to produce such a language that does not make sense. When I start speaking in tongues, my mind is not what is working. All my senses, my natural senses are dead. It's only my tongue that is is moving. Do you understand me? How can I do that? It means that somebody is alive in me, and that person is producing results. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you two more. I have 11, but let me give you these five. Let me go to the last two. Now, tongue speaking is a supernatural means of praying and interceding the true heart of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for us with us, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. There was a certain African missionary, again, he was called Willie Burton. And one day he went back to his native country and was given a testimony in his country and in his church about how when he was ministering in Africa, he felt very sick, terribly sick, terribly ill. And then as the brethren were praying for him, he died. After a, a couple of hours, he came back to life. When he came back to life, all the sickness had disappeared. Now, when he was given a testimony, there was an elderly woman in the church. And when we, they, they are close to the church, she went to see him and asked him, Man of God, do you keep a diary? Can you tell me the exact day and the date and the time that this happened? And she said, because a, a few, uh, some time ago, the Holy Spirit aroused me somewhere around 2 a.m. And I, I was abandoned in the Spirit. And all I could do was speak in tongues. He said, as I was speaking under the burden, the Holy Spirit gave me a vision, and the vision I saw you, and I saw you are falling sick, and I saw you are placed on a bed, and I saw you are died, and as I was speaking in other tongues, all of a sudden I saw you came back to life again. And she said, after you came back to life, I had the release, the vision left, and I was able to sleep again. When they checked their diaries, it was at the same time. The exact same time that the woman was praying was the same time that God had brought him back from the dead. What had happened? God had used the means of tongue speaking to intercede for the man and to bring him back to life. And to bring him back to life. God used her spirits to intercede. We don't know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself maketh intercession through groanings which cannot be uttered. Listen, if you can open up yourself to the Spirit of God, some of you, you can pray and you change situations in your family. You can pray and you change situations in a nation. Some of us, God can use us to pray for situations in Afghanistan, Somalia. Why? Because nothing can hinder. There are no limitations to the Spirit. This stands in a barrier. He knows all things. He knows all things. He knows all things. That is why we can make greater impact in Christianity if we pray in the Spirit. If we pray in the Spirit. Listen to me. Tongue speaking is not just a style for believers and they will be doing zeros. No, no, no. 
is actually an opportunity to be effective in Christ. And then the final thing, strong speaking, emboldens us to preach the gospel and also to manifest the supernatural. To manifest the supernatural. If there was time, I would have shared with you that tongue speaking actually opens you up to the other gifts of the Spirit. Anytime I want to quickly come alive to be able to minister the Holy Ghost in any meeting, and I think maybe because I've been busy, I've not had time to prepare and study, I just speak in other tongues. I just speak in other tongues. Sometimes I'm supposed to study. I'm supposed to study and come and present, but maybe for one reason or the other, I'm not able to study enough. I just begin to speak in other tongues. Before I realize, I enter into a certain dimension of supernatural manifestations. Boldness comes. Boldness comes. As I stand in front of the people, power has taken over me already. There was a certain lady, ah, Shalom, message. Listen to me, there's power inside you. That power is activated when you speak in other tongues. There was a lady who was in church, and she was taught these things like I'm teaching you right now. And incidentally, her pastor told her, that, told them in church, that when you know, in, and in that country, uh, kidnapping was, uh, was, was prevalent. So, said, if anybody uh, kidnaps you, the person is in trouble. And he said, don't cry. Don't beg. But rather begin to speak in other tongues. And when you are speaking in other tongues, don't speak in uh, fearful tongues. No, no, no. Be bold. Be bold. And pray out of your spirit. Something will explode in that place. Incidentally, this lady, I think about two weeks after the, that meeting, she had closed from church, and Zambo kidnapped her, and they put her in their car, and were driving at top speed. And Holy Ghost began to remind her about the message. And she said, As she was praying, the boldness started rising up, because the power was being activated. Now they started telling her, keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. Ah, the more they shouted for her, keep quiet, the louder she was praying. Hey, before they realized, they had parked the car, and the driver and all the other complexes, they jumped out of the car, and they left the car for her. Glory to Jesus Christ. That is how she was delivered. Power fills the car. We, we, we don't understand what to carry. We don't understand what to carry. But when we begin to understand, and we begin to use the supernatural grace that God has given us in tongue speaking, we become radical. We become uh, invincible. We become indestructible. We become carriers of power. Tonight, God is bringing you insight into a certain gift. That the communication of your faith shall become effectual by acknowledging this good thing that he has placed in you. Rise up to your feet. Rise up to your feet. For the next few seconds, our time is already up. Communion stewards, let's get ready. We'll be closing the next few minutes. But for the next few a minute or two, I want you to pray in radical tongues. I want you to pray in tongues. Open up your spirits. Flow in the Holy Ghost like never before. You are going to stir up power. The Bible said that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes power available. If you are here, you don't speak in other tongues. Open up your spirits. Holy Ghost can touch you right now. And he will alter your tongues. He will alter your tongue. I just feel God touching somebody's tongue right now. Somebody tonight, your tongues is going to change. Listen, tongue speaking can go deeper and higher. Just like an ordinary child can start by saying, Mama, Mama, Mama. And as it grows, the language goes deeper and higher. Tongue speaking can get deeper and higher. Tongue speaking can get deeper and higher. Somebody tonight in the next two minutes want to go deeper and higher. 
deeper and higher, deeper and higher. There are things to be prayed about. Holy Ghost knows them. Your mind may not know them. But as you speak in the spirit, as you pray in the spirit, yes, they're going to turn situations. Sicknesses are being healed here. Oh, infirmities are being taken away. Weaknesses are departing. And you are being, they are being replaced with strength. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray in the spirit, everybody. Pray in the spirit, everybody. If you don't speak in tongues, receive that grace. Ay, 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 ay. Something is happening here right now. There is an anointing that is being released in this atmosphere. Oh, gosh. Pray as hard and as fast as you can. Pray as hard and as fast as you can. Release the spirit. Release the spirit. Some of you are getting bolder. You are going to feel the embodiment of the Holy Ghost. The boldness of the Spirit. When I pray in tongues, my eyes open. I see visions. I hear voices. My spirit opens up. My heart begins to evaluate and to receive answers and results. When I pray in the Spirit, mysteries come forth. When I pray in the Spirit, answers come to me. When I pray in the Spirit, power is activated. When I pray in the Spirit, I build myself up. I build myself up. I build myself up. I charge myself up like a battery. I charge myself up like a battery. We are the generation of power. In the last days, it shall come to pass. I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Hey! They shall see visions. Your old men, they shall dream, see strong dreams. They shall dream dreams. And I'll cause that to be a sign in the heavens, in the moon, and in the earth. We are the generation of signs. We are the generation of wonders. We are the generation of power. Carry in Jerusalem and you endure the power from on high. And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We are the power generation. We are the real power rangers. We are the real supermen. We are the real superwomen. We are power careers. We are power careers. For we have this glory in our adventure. We carry this glory in our adventure. We carry this glory. This power. Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. If you don't speak in other tongues, receive that grace. Oh, your tongue is changing right now. Your tongue is changing right now. I hear the Holy Ghost telling me some of you, your tongues are changing. Deeper and higher tongues. Deeper and higher tongues. Deeper and higher tongues. Yes, step into the river. There is a river that flows in Zion. The streams of which make a glad. The city of God. There is a spirit of gladness here. Your tongues are not the same. Your tongues are not the same. Master Palaya. Rebe Shataka. Lama Nakotosia. Rebe Lebelebe. With people of a stammering tongue. With stammering lips. And a strange tongue. I 